And we thought to ourselves, why not turn microphones that are in a smartphone into a microphone that people can use during QA session? And those of you who develop WebRTC, you know how, uh, how hard and challenging can be. So this and more in today's Communication Developer Zone as we talk about new innovative applications made possible with Communication APIs and WebRTC with Marek Vavginiak. He's the CEO and founder of tap speak Welcome to episode 27 of the Communication Developer Zone, a podcast exploring real-time communication technology. I'm Alan Percy, your podcast host, and joining me today is a special guest in Marek Vavginiak. Marek, glad to have you here today. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much. Today, we continue our look at some of the innovative applications built on WebRTC and communication APIs with an application that helps engage audiences in a public setting. If you've ever had the chance to present to a large group, which I do often, you know how difficult it is to engage your audience and keep their attention. And even the best presenter has significant competition for the ever-present mobile device in the hands of the audience. It's, you know, Frankly, it's really not uncommon to look out at an audience and only see the tops of their heads while they browse their email or looking at their social media. So one of the ways to engage your audience is to allow them to steer the conversation with questions and comments. And, I, and I've tried this with tweet walls, and I've done some polling platforms, and frankly, they really weren't meant for the application, and, and they can be easily trolled by a board audience member or someone out on the internet uh, looking to cause trouble. So it's not uncommon to find attendees afraid to step up to the microphone, too, and, and verbally ask questions. And in a large setting, um, that's you know it's important so that everybody can hear and, and it can be recorded correctly. And these challenges are being solved with an innovative application that I saw last week at Enterprise Connect um, during the WebRTC and Communications API track. And this is where I met Merrick, uh, and Merrick is the CEO and founder of tap to speak And Merrick, uh, thanks again for joining us. And let's let's just get started with, tell us about yourself. I mean, I, matter of fact, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, and it starts with seminary school. How in the world did you get from there to here? <laughs> Yes, Alan, thank you for having me again. Uh, so, you know, uh, in IT, we need a lot of faith and prayer, right? So I figured at first I get my seminary degree and then get into IT, right? It's probably a good <laughs> foundation, I agree. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, I uh, actually, I was I, I was born and grew up in Poland behind Iron Curtain, and in the, in the late 80s, uh, I had an opportunity to come to the United States. Went to school, uh, lived in Indiana for about six years. That's where I got my seminary degree. And while at, at the seminary, uh, a local company hired me to do their IT work. Uh, my programming started in in the best language in the world called COBOL. Um, <laughs> I there. still some code. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and then from then when uh, when internet uh, came around in you know early 90s uh, I jumped on the internet started developing websites developing web applications and then all the way through uh, in Milwaukee Wisconsin ended up at a great Fortune 100 company I was there for uh, eight uh, eight years uh, doing web applications I did some architecting and engineering of uh, of huge huge uh, web project rollout. And then uh, later on, moved from Milwaukee to sunny Arizona about nine years ago, started my um, uh, digital agency where we were doing web development uh, for clients. 
And about a year and a half ago, we thought, hey, there's a need in the area of um, uh, events and audience engagement. And, you know, like with the, the smartphones now, you do you use smartphones to, to do pretty much everything. Uh, pretty soon, even you can probably make coffee with your smartphones or toast your bread. And we thought, you know, um, all the way from my seminary days when I did a lot of preaching, um, it would be so cool to engage the audience in a in an easier, faster way. So today, during uh, you know events, when when you go to event and you know, like we were together last week in Orlando at Enterprise Connect, let's say you sit in the big room and there's you know aisles and aisles of of people and chairs and so even if they had a microphone in the middle of the aisle or if there's somebody running the microphone to you. Not everyone has an equal chance to speak up, you know? And we thought to ourselves, why not turn microphones that are in a smartphone into a microphone that people can use during QA session? And so a year and a half ago, the idea was born, uh, and uh, we we created uh, Tap to Speak. Uh, we actually did an MVP, like a minimum value product, a viable product that we did. Uh, just including the the audio, right? So at that time we uh, used some kind of open source WebRTC. Uh, I even forget the, the the technology that we use, but um, so we we did a proof of concept and we reached out to a bunch of companies and we had some very positive feedback from big companies, including actually Microsoft, Toshiba, um, Disney, even even Mickey Mouse needed us too at that point. <laughs> and, you know, some, some other great companies, and they say, hey, guys, you may have something here. So, uh, you know, long story short is our development team, we, we're consisting of six people. Uh, we're six people, uh, tap to speak team, um, and we we created a, a like a minimum viable product uh, just for audio, right? And we released it as a beta version. It was a closed beta version, just by invitation only. Um, people were using it, and they liked it. They gave us a lot of good feedback, out of which also uh, came some more features. So uh, we started as just a WebRTC type of thing, um, and uh, now we even have text commenting. We also have surveys and polling. Uh, we even have... Um, the, uh, the sponsorship, so we can even display sponsorships because big part of Tap to Speak is also being projected on the wall in your projection uh, mm -hmm. screen because that's really what boosts the engagement. You know, so for example, if you can, if you can, if you remember from uh, Orlando meeting uh, Enterprise Connect, uh, we had a audience member connect with the smartphone to our uh, system, and then a laptop was connected to the soundboard. Then when we opened the QA, and I think uh, Brent Kelly was the one from the audience, he hooked up with his iPhone. When Brent was speaking, our projection screen actually showed his picture, his name, and when he was speaking through his phone, we grabbed that audio stream, right. and then we piped it through the soundboard. Um, so that's, uh, you know, the technology we used then was, uh, it was a year and a half ago, uh, as I mentioned, with some kind of open source WebRTC uh, API and we struggled with it. Uh, the, the connections were were dropping; they were not really consistent. Uh, and those of you who 
developed WebRTC, you know how uh, how hard and challenging can be. Um, WebRTC is excellent; it's really, really good, and there's a lot of uh, good APIs out there right now. And so we have partnered with uh, Temasys, mm-hmm. a company out of uh, Silicon Valley and Singapore. And we are using their WebRTC APIs. They have fantastic services there. Um, and as soon as we start working with them, uh, you know, we totally redesign everything. We base all of our uh, communications based on their WebRTC API. And it's been flawless. It's really, really cool. The demo was very impressive. Um, I uh, and you know, and as a public speaker, I, I it, it hit a nerve with me because I I know exactly those challenges of how to engage a customer or an audience, I should say, into a conversation mm-hmm. and the unique mix of either choosing asking your questions via you know essentially text or instant messaging, uh, or being able to you know press a button to speak mm-hmm. solves one of those. Issues that that we always have, which is having somebody run through the audience with a microphone, and and if you don't have that, then what happens is, you know, you're waiting for people to come to line up to the microphone, um, and of course, you know, that's just one more hurdle. People have to climb out of, over each other to get to the microphone, or wait for somebody to pass it. Instead, they've got a microphone right in their pocket, which is uh, exactly really kind of a unique. And idea. I don't know, Alan, if I know if you remember from my little presentation from Orlando is. Do you know why people don't engage during sessions like that? Remember that? What was what was the number one fear that people report? It's fear of public speaking. Yeah. No, it's and, a fear of, of so, them standing up and in front of everybody somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. It's crazy. You know, you are a speaker, I'm a speaker, so for us public speaking is okay. But a lot of people in the in the audience they don't. But you know, but yet we're so intimate with our phones, you know what I mean? We, we right. take them everywhere pretty much. A lot of people even sleep in their beds with their phones. <laughs> so why not when you sit in a queue somewhere or in a row of chairs deep in the middle of everything, why not just, hey, we can enable your phone sure. via microphone. And But then for the, you know, other, if I may add too, for the event organizer or moderator, because you can moderate it, you're right there from the stage if mm-hmm. you want to, mm-hmm. or you can have a moderator sitting to the side in the room, or even back in your office across the internet. You know, as long as mm-hmm. the moderator knows what's going on in the room, you can moderate the queue. So, for example, if you can imagine uh, you do your session, do your speech, and then you ask people to get in the in the tap to speak line, right? So right. when you get into a tap to speak microphone line. People can log in with their LinkedIn IDs, with their Facebooks. We're also adding uh, Google and, and Twitter uh, now. So then we can grab their names, we can grab their picture profile pictures, and then um, before they get into the microphone queue, we also ask people to just describe in few words what is your audio question you'll be asking about, right? So, for example, sales, you know, technology and sales then you, as a moderator of that microphone queue, you can see, let's say, 10 people in the line, and then you can see who they are, their name, their titles, the companies they are with, and what are the questions they're about. Then you can pick and choose who's going next in that microphone right. line. You know which is, so, which so like is very like, similar to what they do in, in call-in radio shows. It's the same basic process. Yes. And that way you can pull. It's exactly pull. right. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a very good analogy. Very good analogy. And then you know, hey, you control your conversation. You know, you 
And another thing, uh, another thing, if, if I may also mention, we are also adding um, the 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 social aspect of this, where where people will be able to see what type of questions are awaiting to be request asked, right? And we can up, you can upvote and downvote type of questions, right? So so people will be say, hey, you know, we have those ten questions waiting, and then if I'm interested in certain question, I'll just give it an upvote. Yep. You know, and there's yep. some question I'm not really that caring about. You do downvote, and then guess what? Your audience in real time is able to give you feedback what they're interested in hearing. Yep. This results in a more interesting event, and this results in audience being engaged more. So. Interesting. So let, let's move back just for a quick second and talk about some of the, the, the technology. Um, and, you know, the primary audience for the podcast here are, you know, other developers who build these kinds of mm -hmm. applications, you know, WebRTC applications. And, you know, let's just talk about some of the hurdles. I know you, you, you talked about it started out with a certain tool set and you struggled with it. What, you know, other than switching platforms and, and uh, moving to it, you know, were there, were there some hurdles that you had? Um, that, uh, you know, for example, like, how did you find people to help you with this development? Um, and what were the skill sets that they had? And how how difficult was it to get people spun up to help you with this? I'm, I'm curious about that. Yes. Yeah, cool. No, that's a great question. So as I mentioned, when I left Northwestern Mutual, that's the Fortune 100 company from Milwaukee in, in 08. Mm -hmm. I moved to Arizona, and that's when I started my agency, uh, which is a software agency for web applications. Mm -hmm. And uh, during during that nine years, I developed a, a very strong development team, design and development team, right? And so about a year and a half ago, I I had an internal meeting with our uh, people and said, hey, guys and ladies, uh, I'm kind of, you know, you know, it's good to serve clients. We love our clients and we'll continue serving our clients until they keep knocking on the door. Right. However, let's develop something of our own, you know, like a service or a product that we can then uh, focus on down the road and we can expand and offer to the marketing, you know, to the market. And they said, sure, so what do you have in mind? So I kind of throw this idea, why don't we, you know, turn people's smartphones into microphones during QA session? They say, oh, we can do that. Give us a couple of months. It's okay. So take a couple of months. So I have to a couple more developers that they were working on the, um, the, 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 the chief engineer, Adam. He's actually, he's both based in Poland, believe it or not. They've been with me for years. We've been working on probably 350 projects before. Uh, super smart guys. So instead of two months, he took two weeks. In two weeks, he had a prototype running and it wow. actually was working amazingly. He was working, I think the technology he used then was peer server. I don't know if, if that makes sense. Peer mm -hmm. server for, for, for WebRTC. And as I said, we had a lot of problems with that, right? And then he says, well, you know, there's a problem. There's this company called Temasys. Let's try that. So at that point, we just, okay, let's try that. So he redid everything on Temasys and suddenly the problems went away. The connections were staying open. The rooms stayed connected. So we had no problems there. So to answer the question where we found those developers, actually they were right here in my own company already for years. Hmm. It's just they needed to be presented a new challenge, you know. Right. And I, I tell you what, if if any of the the listeners who are hearing us, if you want to be up and running with WebRTC, check out Temasys. And again, you know, it, it's our partner. We love them. We, we use them. 
chances are within a matter of hours you'll be able to have your WebRTC application done or at least part portion portions of it or the, the core functionality of it. Um, so we've, um, you know, we had some problems also with um, server latency. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I, you know, so for example, the cool thing about WebRTC, as you all know, is that once you make a connection, so, so an audience member from the audience pulls up the phone and connects to a web page, right? A web page that is dedicated to that room. That web page is on our server. Our server lives somewhere in Dallas or somewhere in Europe or somewhere in Asia. Once you make a handshake, then the WebRTC communicates on a local level with peer-to-peer connection from that smartphone in the audience to the laptop that is connected to the sound system, right? Right. And then the the voice is connected, is, is transferred locally via that Wi-Fi, okay? Another challenge we had is some of the conference rooms, they block peer-to-peer connection. Oh, so yeah. you want to make sure. Yes, you know what I'm saying? So the cool thing about our solution and cameras is they, they give you fallback. So, for example, if uh, local with uh, Wi-Fi connects peer-to-peer, blocks peer-to-peer connection, then uh, Temasis API knows to fall back to the server. Then you go to the server, and then the people's voice will go from the smartphone to the server in Dallas mm-hmm. back to the computer connected to the soundboard. There is a little delay there, obviously, because has, the voice has to travel. Not necessarily that bad, but it's much easier if if you have that peer-to-peer port open. And right. I forget what what that connection is. Some call it peer-to-peer. It's a, it's a local Wi-Fi setting. It's super easy. It's very known uh, issue, yeah. and so but that if you experience center, that, you have to enable it. Yeah, if the conference center is yeah. providing Wi-Fi, you don't necessarily always get a chance to go hacking around inside the Wi-Fi menus yeah. to control it. So exactly. So having and, then to put a turn server out on the cloud then uh, is an option. It was a critical. That was a critical hurdle. Yeah. Sounds like you were able to resolve. Um, by, it was. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I don't know if you remember back in uh, Orlando, our Wi-Fi was really bad. Remember how bad that Wi-Fi was last week? In the, overwhelmed. In, in the right. It was terrible. And anyway, so I, I, I'm not, uh, anyway, so uh, our our audience even used the data phone connection. Mm-hmm. So the, the guys who connected, they were on their Verizon or Sprint or AT&T, whatever thing was, and they still were able to speak to the phone and our uh, laptop was able to pick up that voice and the delays were not that bad really right. so right. we were able to hear him well and communicate well yeah. but the yeah. challenge for you for those of you who who play with the WebRTC and uh, your corporate web you know corporate networks or Wi-Fi corporate networks make sure you, that your network administrator will open the the, the peer-to-peer trans transport of of the Packets again. I, I may not speak the, the right technology here, but yeah. uh, if you ask them what it is, they will they will tell you. Oh, you need this setting on. Right, right. Oh, interesting. So, um, one last question, then we'll wrap it up. So, where do you go from here with this with this platform? Oh, and, sure. And tell about your you know what kind of development you're going to be working on next. So we we have a set of oh a couple of dozen of new features that we uh, have listed and gathered from the clients and and the people who are using it already. Mm-hmm. We we are selling the system already since last fall, since last October, 
Uh, we have several clients here in the United States. We have several clients over in Europe. Um, in two weeks, uh, we have a big uh, conference in Europe, of all places, in Sofia, Bulgaria, believe it or not. Wow. There's about 6,000. Uh, it's called Webit. 6,000 people um, coming from all over the world to, to Bulgaria, and we will be one of the presenters there um, showing off the technology. Um, we have a couple of other conferences lined up. Uh, we have... Um, uh, places in uh, Google, in Poland, in Warsaw has invited us for their conferences. You know, it's very exciting because we we really uh, it, we stir up a lot of interest at at um, you know a lot of interesting places because it's such a simple idea, mm-hmm. but yet um, you know it, it, it's like it, it's still a little bit the, the challenging to overcome. And what do you mean? I don't need a wireless microphone; I can use my cell phone, right? So it's kind of like this paradigm shift, but yet, you know, that's what uh, people, you know, whenever you have a new technology, a new way of doing things, it takes a little bit to get used to it. So and we're happy for what we're about to see. We're, we're grateful to Timothy's that, you know, that, that allows us to do it. And, oh, I didn't mention it to you that uh, most, most everything is done on browser base. So there's no application required download with the exception of Apple, right? Mm. So Apple is one of those uh, uh, special companies that we love and sometimes we hate because, you know, they are very proprietary and they close some, they close to some uh, open standards. And I think WebRTC is open standard. A lot of big, big names, uh, vendors are on that bandwagon now and we're just waiting for Apple. So Apple is still restrictive. What can you access? What kind of hardware pieces you can access? On iOS, on their on their phones. So, anyway, a lot of yep. cool features in the in the, in, the, in down, down down the pine <laughs> pipeline. Yeah, that sounds great, and it, and it sounds like the next natural step is you know certainly taking your application into the into the vertical markets, education and etc. Yeah. So it's uh it sounds like a great great uh, solution, and and it's great to hear that um, you're able to use the you know community communication APIs and WebRTC to put them together. So appreciate you spending a couple yeah. minutes with us today. I know we're running a little long here, so I want to wrap it up here. So um, I, I usually close out with um, just a few reminders here to the listeners here. Um, you know, we love hearing from you. Um, feel free to share your thoughts and suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter at Alan D. Percy and, and Merrick uh, at uh, tap and then the digit two and then speak. So it's tap to speak. Uh, and he'd love to hear from you on Twitter. And of course, we always have great news and insight on our communicationsdeveloper.com community. Uh, and there, um, we look forward to uh, you uh, joining us with a subscription there. And Marika, I, I would like to thank you very much for spending a few minutes with us today. Um, it sounds like you got a great little business going together and uh, congratulate mm-hmm. you on a, on a great demo, by the way. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate this time. And uh, and anyone has a question about follow-up, I'm available to talk. Excellent. Well, thanks again.